Hey there, lurkers. What do you think about... Well, we got to cancel Netflix again. <laughs> We're going to have a little chat about Super Mario Brothers and our review of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. That sounds like a good time, so let's lurk. Okay, so if you listened to our last episode, which you most likely did because you're wonderful, you're lovely. And you're here. And and you're here. So we ended last show talking about canceling Netflix because mm-hmm. they want to milk you pay. us. Yes. Milk the teat of my eight dollars. You've got nipples and they're gonna try and they're gonna try and milk us for all that we're <laughs> worth. Well, I found this story a little bit earlier in the week, and I thought, oh, man, that's going to make a lot of people upset. Willie, have you clicked on the link for the story? Yeah, and I'm not sure what I'm looking at here. You are just watching a trailer for a brand new movie that is going to be coming out on Netflix. And before before you finish it, just pause it real quick. Okay. I just want to ask you a couple questions, and we'll play a little tiny game called, you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? So, Netflix coming up with an original movie good thing or bad thing good thing netflix coming up with an original animated movie in a similar vein of into the spider-verse questionable you don't like the spider-verse animation style i love the i love the animation style okay yeah good thing okay then you guys say it's good thing all right uh netflix coming out with a really nice animated movie original starring chloe grace moretz Riz Ahmed and Eugene Li- Liang from the Try yeah. Guys. Yeah. Good thing, bad thing. Nothing that you said there sounds like a bad thing. I don't understand. All right. Well, why why would I wa- say that Netflix has got to be canceled? Well, the main character is has got devil wings and a devil tail. Oh no, it's coming. It's it's on its way back, isn't it? <laughs> It, uh, is, is, this, is, is this all those wasps coming at us? I'm just saying, like, right now, people are walking into Targets, yelling at workers for questionable Rainbows. clothing choices. Yep. <laughs> um, so cans. I just, I saw this trailer, and to me, it starts out like, oh, this looks really awesome. This looks fun and cool, and oh, God, nobody's going to like that. Nope, they're going to hate that. Oh, why? Why? <laughs> and it's just like, it's not... Now, because the people that this is targeted at, they're watching this trailer thinking, like, this is awesome. But when it finally debuts on June 30th, Nimona, which is actually based on a graphic novel comic thing, yep, I think is going to do very well. But so well that it'll, like, trickle into the Fox Newses of the world. And they're going to be oh, like, is this, is this what... Netflix is forcing down the throats of our children. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just putting it out there. So like, you know, let's let's get some good press into this. This looks like a really fun story. The animation studio that uh, Netflix got to work on this, they look top notch. Obviously, the actors that they got involved, we know they're top notch. I think that this looks really fun and encourage a lot of people to check it out. Now, I like the style and the genre of a Pixar or a Disney animated film. 
it has become synonymous with this is what an animated film should look like. They've got they've got the market. It's like Kleenex, right? Into the Spider-Verse showed that franchises could do something different. They could be a bit risky. Netflix saying, hey, we we want to get in on this game. We're going to give this a shot. Obviously, anime has always done something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I am excited for mainstream Western audiences to get a different type of animation style because we all know we need it. We need something to break up that monotony. Watch the movie. If it's not good, fine. But at least it'll give a little bit of credence to some of these artists that probably put a ton of work into it. Yeah, we need some of that uh, fresh blood that all the leftists are stealing from babies. Excuse me? Uh, hey, speaking <laughs> speaking of all that, that blood, am I right? Let's talk about Super Mario Bros. Two bros in New York living that $1.4 million lifestyle as plumbers. <laughs> well, they're super. They're, they're very super. I thankfully had a chance to finally sit down and watch the Super Mario Brothers movie with my mm-hmm. nephew. And he... He, he loves this movie so much. Before we started watching it, it's all he wanted to do. Like, mm-hmm. he was just like, can we watch it now? We're like, no, we have to go outside and play first. He's like, but I want to watch it now. And I'm like, yeah, well, we can. No, kick we... rocks! Yeah. And then uh, we went outside, and the whole time we were outside, he's like playing with the bubble gun, which is, so you know, number one, the American way. Number two, it's supposed to be fun and joyful. That's Probably how America the... does it. That's how Jesus does it. That's right. Best kind of gun to give a kid, if you're asking me. The bubbles are flowing, but the frown is so large because essentially he just, that's all he can think about. He's just consumed by this. And I was like, hey, buddy, what if you just told me like the beginning of the movie? How does this start? And he's like, okay. And he goes on as a four-year-old now to recant the entire beginning of the movie. How many times has he seen it? three times by now like his parents bought it day one they watched it and that's like apparently all he's been interested in yes so dinner arrives we sit down he is like you know as close to the tv as i don't know legally possible (laughs) (laughs) licking it yeah pretty much and based on what we've talked about before you saw it you said i can totally see why this is a billion dollar movie franchise now 100%. 100%. Illumination yep. Studios did a fantastic job. Like, everything looks spotless and shiny and fun. I polished. thought it was great. The Yes, very polished. Kind of like you said, the story is very generic. It's very, like, by the book. You can tell it's it's not trying to break any ground. It is a Saturday morning cartoon story. There is nothing challenging or there's nothing with depth it is just a fun kids movie. There is one. There is one small thing that probably was so out of left field that most people didn't understand why it was included. But that little star from like Mario Galaxy or Sunshine or something yeah. like that. <laughs> him just the like. The depressed star. <laughs> like, <laughs> like having a crisis of conscience (laughs) (laughs) saying there is no hope the only mercy is death (laughs) 
like just saying everyone's gonna die like saying what we're all thinking right (laughs) every parent in that audience is like oh my god it's so true (laughs) except for those lawyers in new york uh making that brownstone money i can't oh god i can't i can't think there's got to be many therapists in new york like i mean everybody's just gotta be happy right everyone everybody yeah never Never anybody sad there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that like that was the only thing that I felt was for adults to laugh at. They're like, "Oh, you guys have been sitting through this the whole time. Let's throw you a bone." Did you did you think that Chris Pratt's voice was so off-putting that it ruined the movie? No. There there was a few moments where I was like, "Not a huge fan of this." But I think it quickly gets lost. And they did enough of the the sound effects of his voice from like jumping or hitting the ground. The oh, that yeah. it didn't really to me become an issue of uh, I, like it didn't pull me out of the film. I was listening for it right away because that's all everybody talked about up until the movie's release. But once I just kind of sat back and enjoyed the ambiance of everything, it's just faded into the background with everything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like I like the story beats. I like the ending. Did you watch the the stingers? No. Yeah, there's two stingers, and the mid credit scene is Jack Black getting to sing more. Oh, is that where he's singing as the little one? Yeah, he's a little guy. Okay, yep, I saw that one. Okay. (laughs) And then the final stinger, which is very ironic because my nephew had all of these little Mario toys out in front of him. And, of course, we had to have all of them watching the movie with us. But one of the characters... He goes, this person isn't in the movie. And I go, who is that? And he goes, I don't know. One of the most popular Mario characters that exist. Well, the very end credit stinger is a, a weaving through the Brooklyn City pipes again. And something came through and it was a little egg. Oh. And it cracks open and you hear the famous Yoshi voice and then fade to black. They're gonna they're gonna build a platform on this movie. I'm excited for it. I think it'll just be a fun thing for for us to experience. Maybe every other year, or knowing how quickly these franchises like to pump out content, maybe once or twice a year. <laughs> I would say it's gonna go Minions and Mario, but maybe Mario has replaced Minions. Maybe kids mm. don't want to see that anymore. It's just gonna be Mario. I think Mario. Yeah, Mario is gonna be it. I, it's going to have way more staying power, I think, than Minions will. And speaking of movies, we'd like to get into what do you think about Dungeons & Dragons? You you messaged me yesterday saying, do you think you could watch this in time? And I was like, I don't even know if it's streaming. Like, does he want me to go to the movie theater and see this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the nice thing about it is that Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves is on Paramount Plus, which is something I subscribe to. Thank you to Star Trek. And <laughs> because they haven't made people stop sharing passwords yet. <laughs> but when did you see this? I saw it uh, opening weekend. Okay, you went into the theaters to see that. I did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score has it at 91% and the audience score at 93%. While over on the IMDb, we're looking at like a 7.4 out of 10 stars. Did you did you have it this highly rated when we talked about it last? I did. Okay. 
Well, that makes me feel great because I love this movie. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I thought the story was good. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, though. Like, I barely you know anything have, about I it. feel like you have, right? I have played one campaign, but I have not played since. Okay. And seeing how, like, all these celebrities play it and these very popular podcasts and YouTube channels, they're, like, super into it. You know, there's, um, there's like, people who have become famous just from playing Dungeons and Dragons. And mm-hmm. I think it's very fascinating. I'm, I'm very happy for everybody, kind of jealous. But I took all of that kind of emotion and carried it into watching this movie. But still, like, kind of cleared my head thinking, like, I don't know, other than, like, some sort of medieval period piece, like, what this is going sure. to be, what to expect. And then I just said, all right, let's let's go. Let's entertain me or suspend disbelief and allow yourself into a film with no preconceptions of what things are so first thing i'll say is i loved the trailer and how it did not give away actual story beats there was a lot of things in the trailer where you're thinking like oh man this is gonna be this is gonna be amazing to see but as it turns out it's just somebody retelling a story that happened a long time ago doesn't really necessarily play into the main story and it's the worst thing in the world when a trailer spoils anything in the movie especially like a critical point at the end where you're like i already know what's gonna happen (laughs) what the f this person was supposed to be dead yeah so that was really good chris pine fantastic job oh he was built for this role this is probably like the best performance I've seen from her in a decade. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You watch Bridgerton? Did you? I haven't. Okay. The guy who played the paladin, uh, he seems... Uh, I'm going to butcher his name because it's hyphenated. Uh, okay. Jean Page. So when he popped up in this movie, I was like, oh, they, uh, they're, they're going for that audience. I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it worked. Like, he plays... A perfect straight man. Hugh Grant, who we haven't seen in a really long time, is back into the limelight now. And I thought he was great in his con man role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daisy Head, who plays uh, the bald-headed wizard. Obviously, we're not going to give any spoilers away in this part. I think was amazing. She played the character of Sophina. Uh, when we get into spoilers, I'll share a lot of my specifics there, but a breakout role in many ways. Like, she just did such a phenomenal job. She hasn't been in anything huge, it looks like. So this is kind of her big role. And yeah, I think she yep. killed it. I think the whole cast killed it. Are you excited for them to do more of this? Because clearly this is going to be the stepping stone into another potential franchise. I hope so. And I think when we were talking about it last time, my hope was that if it did well, that it could potentially be like an actual campaign. Like they either keep the same crew and then go on another adventure or potentially take another crew and put them on an adventure. So like, Mm -hmm. let's say you can't get Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez because they're making Star Trek 45 and fast (laughs) and furious 9,000. It would be then we great. get Zoe Zaldana. She's done with Guardians. Let's put her in this. <laughs> Just replace Chris Pine with Zoe Saldana. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> I think it'd go 
either way, I think the people that uh, directed, produced, wrote this just have a hit and potentially a franchise hit. I agree. What is your score out of 10? I would give this movie probably a 9 out of 10. Thank you. Thank you. It is... <laughs> yes. There are so many things that are right about this movie. And the thing is, is... uh. There are moments where you think, oh, this movie could end right now and I'd be satisfied. But it tells so much. Like what they took is they took a story that was huge that could have been played out in an entire season of Game of Thrones and compressed it into roughly three hours. Yeah. And it doesn't feel it's two hours and 14 minutes. It doesn't feel too long. No. I felt the opposite. Like, I felt as it was going on that it was going to end too early, that it wasn't going to give me mm. enough. But I felt, as I usually do, very satisfied <laughs> at the yes. end when it comes to, like, anything fantasy. So, like, I, I, I'm coming into this biased. I'm just going to let you know. Big nerd. But this, this basically tickled all of my fancies. So, unless there's anything else, I think we need to get into some spoilers. Yes. Yeah, so this is the point where you're going to... Either stop listening, in which case, thank you. Love you. See you next week. Go watch it on Paramount Plus and come on back and listen. Yeah. Or you can also fast forward several minutes to the end where Willie's going to be naked. I've been naked bottom half. I've Donald Ducked this whole thing. <laughs> can we rephrase that? Can we call that Donald Dicked? <laughs> Well, I mean, Donald my Dick phone auto-corrected it to Donald Duck anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, spoilers. My favorite moment of this film is is a surprise. It is a a moment that was unexpected. It was when they're breaking into the castle in the third act. Uh, they're trying to fight their way back in, right? And mm -hmm. Chris Pine's character starts do it being the bard, which is the musical singing, the charismatic <laughs> yeah. character, and all of a sudden the the illusion starts to fall apart. Braid, 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 braid. It's unexpected, <laughs> and it is just the funniest moment. I it I lost it. For me, that was arguably the worst CGI in the entire film, but it, it also re it also resolves itself when you find out it's because it's an illusion. It's not supposed to look perfect, but yeah, like where his <laughs> he starts to like bloat and shrink into himself. <laughs> yeah, especially since like the whole mood was serious at the time. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it was a really nice bit of levity in the moment. I don't know if I had like a favorite part. Oh, maybe maybe the the scene where they have to go grave robbing and digging up the whole village. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And and, and that so honestly was a complaint of Joel's is that that's not how uh speak with the dead works. You can cast it like once in a day before you need to take sure. a long rest. And and this is this is where not being a fan of D and D I felt helped me because mm -hmm. as I was watching it I didn't have a guide with me, and I wasn't going through and like fact checking things. But I also have heard enough terms and known like I know what a mimic is. So right. when they 
when they opened up that chest and it turned out to be a monster, I was like, cool, that's that's awesome. And when the paladin was explaining like how they have to cross the bridge in a very specific sequence, and then at the end that or like halfway through they have to change it, I could just feel like it was a dungeon master like saying like, okay, here's what you have to do, and you have to roll through all these checks and stuff, and it just yep. it felt like a nice homage for people who maybe aren't like tried and true, but have played the game and they're like, oh, I right. get that. Oh, I was going to say, I just feel like all of the writers of this show must have a game or have played the game. Like they wouldn't go through and hire people that didn't have some sort of experience or like they didn't mm-hmm. consult with Wizards of the Coast for this because I it was so... Can we go one step further? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that... I think that much of the way that this was written was them playing a game of D&D. Like, they had to have rolled to say, is this a critical fail? Is this a critical success? Is it getting a nat 20, right? Are, are we finding yeah. moments where we're going to roll for these decisions and see how it comes out in favor or not in favor of, of the character, right? Did you feel like there was anything in the movie that felt like a role was about to happen because honestly with the way all the story beats go nothing really bad happens to the party everything mm. kind of goes their way throughout the whole thing even if something like dangerous happens or you know like what happens to Michelle Rodriguez's character in the end right there's, there's always been like a nat 20 role to do something to to turn the tide in the party's favor yeah, I think it was all about good decisions. And instead of them saying, like, the the failures in D&D happen in choices that you make. Can I okay. slink around this corner and not get caught? It's not a big overarching thing. So do arrows miss? Or does my, does my bard magic illusion fall apart, right? Those are moments yeah. where, like, you can see the dice roll and the decisions then that the characters need to make because it didn't turn out in their favor, right? It's every time a choice or an action happens, mm-hmm. you see the consequence and then it keeps moving forward, right? The the characters react to those moments. Yeah. You don't see that very often. The the only one that I was able to like pick out or at least right away notice was when they're about to cross the bridge, the bridge collapses because the wizard stepped on it or the sorcerer stepped on it. Yeah. And then the the fighter just happened to have this staff on them and i feel like that's a point where like okay roll a perception check and then the wizard just happened to notice that this stick was not just a walking stick it's actually the staff of jelly belly and it can open portals (laughs) (laughs) what did you think about uh the villain i actually was texting jewel while i was watching this movie asking him like are the red wizards pretty popular in the game? Can you be a red wizard or a Thayer or a Harper Thane? Mm-hmm. Thane, can you be these people that they're talking about? And he was like, who are the red wizards? <laughs> and so I had to like go on the D&D wiki to make sure like, oh, this is actually a thing that's in one of the books at some point in time. So like the main bad, we only got to see in a flashback. Mm-hmm. Sam Sassam Shazam Shazam was the main bad he's hiding in 
doing his Voldemort impression, hiding in the mirror, <laughs> uh, painting. <laughs> and then your favorite character in the movie, the bad guy, Daisy. Yep. She was part of this red wizard tribe thing, race. I don't know. And it was, it was a good plan. It was a good plan. She was obviously very evil, very powerful. It wasn't I like it wasn't seeming. I mean, it didn't seem like at any point they were going to lose. So, like, I was never worried. I mean, seriously, like, like that's my only complaint is that this movie felt like the heroes were going to triumph the whole time. There wasn't sure. nothing was standing in their way. <laughs> I still give it a nine out of ten, but that's that's <laughs> that one point is like, okay, well, I don't feel any sort of danger for this and it's supposed to be a comedy so i guess that's to be expected i think like if if you're thinking of the this movie as like a meant for kids that wizard was sofina was scary oh sure yeah i mean bald head with tattoos not very it was the unblinking eyes man oh oh yeah and she had a lot of like raccoon makeup around to make him look really deep Dude, it was, like, it was like we're coming right out of like a uh, like a scary movie these days. I don't watch horror movies, man. I was scared. <laughs> and then she started turning to Voldemort at the end, too. It was just like, oh, what's going on? That that part was uh, a little but, confusing because I didn't know if like the Shazam guy was like trying to possess her or come through or if she took the mantle of Shazam. That's know? what she was doing. She was taking the mantle. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then that makes sense. God, you idiot. <laughs> uh i love the movie i'd highly recommend it go see it wherever you can that's our show lovely lurkers thank you so much for hanging out with us today please rate and review wherever you lurk we appreciate the love so much so let's remember to be kind to each other and we'll see you next week next week